Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of their entrepreneurial careers. This is professional certified mindfulness coach Evan Dunn Baritone, and you are listening to episode 74. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. Hello, friends. Are any of you out there also really addicted to Wordle? <laughs> It's been kind of a fun game, and it's funny. I don't know if everyone has the same strategy, it appears, from like when people post their Wordle results, that I feel like I have a different strategy than most people. <laughs> I, I always try to find all the letters that are not in the word. So if I see that there's a letter that's yellow or green, I don't use it anymore until I have all five of my letters, and then I just unscramble it and figure out the word. And um, and Hannah is like, no, you're supposed to like once you know the letter, once you know a letter, you're supposed to figure out where it is in the word. And anyway, and my sister and brother-in-law also play and they kind of have different strategies, too. But um, anyway, it's just kind of fun. And I think it's so genius. The whole world who plays this game, figuring out one word to get together a day. So if you haven't played, try it out. It's fun. Today, um, I'm going to tell you a story or a couple stories. Uh, There was a teenager who did it all. She was the choir president, lead in the musical, had straight A's. She learned Spanish. She went to Mexico. She learned the guitar, practiced the piano for two hours a day. And she was active in her community and with her family. And it sounds like she had some major FOMO. You know what I mean? (laughs) She was really motivated and um, she just wanted to get the most out of her life. She didn't know. um, Well, she didn't want to limit herself. And, um, you know, talking about knowing what you want, you might as well put some effort into what you think you want and get it done. And that's kind of what I see her doing. So that's some pretty powerful stuff right there working really hard and getting some things done. There's another teenager that I know who has big dreams and, um, or I should say when she was a teenager, she's grown up now, but had really big dreams. And she had so many things that she wanted to do. And she just didn't really know how to get started. And when she did get started, She'd get excited for a day or two and then get distracted and not want to keep doing it anymore. And then she'd feel bad about herself because she sees other people doing such great things and she wonders what her problem is. Now, you might be thinking at this point that this episode is about how to plan and accomplish doing more in your life. And I mean, the first student I talked about certainly had an overly busy life. And maybe this caused her some extra stress along the way, but she was happy with her life, right? Like maybe this is what we all want or we all think that we should want. And the second student 
sounds like, oh my gosh, she just needs to schedule more and she needs someone to help her to get organized and she certainly needs to be doing more and more and more to be happy and have all the things that she wants, right? Well, let me tell you now that I am actually currently coaching both of these people and even though they have different personalities, they actually are both struggling with high levels of stress and low levels of joy in their life. Um, so maybe the first person you'd think, oh, she's got everything she wants. And the second person, oh, that poor person. But in reality, they're kind of getting the same results. And, the, and there is one major thing that I think they both have in common that I want to talk about. And that is that they both think that doing more is the thing that will cure them. Okay, now stick with me. Another client I worked with was recently um, telling me, recently telling me that everything in his business is so great. And he kept saying statements like, everything is going great in my business or everything is fine or my business is growing. But each time he said some one of those statements, it was like there was a question in his voice. And it was like he was going to say, everything's going great. And then there's this heavy pause, like he was going to continue and say, but, and then keep talking about maybe something that was holding him back. But he never allowed himself to say, but. It was like he had things that were trying to burst out of him, <laughs> some frustrations or worries or questions, anxieties, whatever. But he just kept kind of trying to bury his feelings and say, it's so great. Everything's great. Again, he had an assumption that he just needed to do more and that um, if he could just do more, then it would cure himself of the anxieties that he had. So he just kind of would keep pushing his feelings and his anxieties down. I'm just going to do more. I'm just going to do no more. Now, here's the thing with these three clients. They all have such different personalities from each other, different ways of talking about their lives. But each of them has the same assumption about a need that they have to do more. And if they could only do more, then all their problems would be solved. If he could just get his walls decorated in his new office and set up his social media and do all these things, everything will just be okay. And then I can just continue going on ignoring my feelings. It's like there's he thinks that there's no need to pay attention to his feelings or his emotions because to him, they're a distraction from what he needs to do, which is kind of interesting because he was also feeling stuck on getting some of the things done that he thought he wanted to do. He's like, I'm such a doer, but I'm feeling a little stuck on these things. And I'm like, well, I think I know why. <laughs> I think you're ignoring some feelings. And if we could kind of figure out what those feelings are, you might not feel so stuck. And I don't mean that as like making fun of him because I do that same thing to myself. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling stuck and I'm working so hard and I have to slow down and be like, wait a second, Evan. <laughs> you're kind of ignoring some things. Anyway, but um, going back to the first client, um, she mentioned while talking to me that she kind of imagines someone following her around with a clipboard and making sure that she's always doing the right thing and never wasting any time. And she kind of felt that she had to fill every minute of her day with the right activities or that she wasn't being productive or reaching her true potential. And the other 
um, lady says that she never accomplishes any of any of her goals. She's always stuck because she just doesn't have the motivation or the planning that she needs to do all the things that she wants. When in reality, she probably is accomplishing a lot. In fact, some of the things that she told me, I'm like, yeah, you're doing a great job. I wonder why you feel. But it's just, you know, having this idea in your head. And they're so different. But oddly, all of these three are just kind of the same. They feel discontented or stressed or worried, overwhelmed, or whatever they happen to be feeling. And they think that doing more will solve their problems. So let's talk about it. Is it true? Will doing more make you happier, um, get you closer to your dreams, and fix all your problems? Well, let me first acknowledge that there is something really powerful that happens when you don't feel like doing something and you kind of muster up a way to do it anyway. And there is certainly a place for that in your life. But for me, when I'm faced with something that I don't want to do, I actually had this happen this afternoon. There was just a project I kind of felt like I was putting off and I was like, oh, I just don't really want to do it. So what I did is I took a moment to notice the feeling, discover the thought that was kind of creating that feeling of like, oh, I just don't really want to do it. And then I tried to look at my life and create a different feeling so that I would feel empowered and motivated to take action. And really what that looked like was like, if I do this, this helps me to get closer to what I want to do. And I kind of was able to recreate a new thought that felt motivating and powerful to me. And so then I was able to go forward feeling joy in the work instead of just like, oh, I just don't want to do this. And now I'll try to make myself do this. And anyway, I do not think that doing while ignoring your thoughts and your feelings is really all that helpful in the long run is what I'm trying to say because this is what causes people to burn out. On the other hand, if you're mindfully doing your work, then you will feel better about what you're doing. You'll be more able to set appropriate boundaries and be more intentional about about what actions you're actually doing as opposed to just trying to do everything, everything that everyone thinks you should do. Okay, so what does this really look like? I'm actually so excited about this topic. I have chills up and down my spine. I'm just so excited. I'm reminded of a saying in yoga that I believe, I believe it's from the Bhagavad Gita. Um, don't quote me on that. But the saying um, in yoga is abhyasa viragya. And abhyasa means diligent, focused effort. And it's this path of action. Viragya, on the other hand, is a release of expectations. It means total acceptance of circumstances. So let me explain what this looks like with a few different examples and, and points of view. As a singer, I diligently work on my technique daily. This is like what my yoga teacher calls getting to the mat. Just get to the mat. And I'm very focused and I diligently study singers of all technique levels and compare so that I can understand technically what's going on. I have a, a very specific technique that I'm trying to master and I focus my attention on that 
and all the tiny details. And this could easily turn into a toxic relationship with my voice, and it has done in the past. And maybe you relate with this. I could definitely start getting judgmental of other singers, imagining that certain singers are better than others or maybe more worthy of singing. Um, I could start comparing myself and thinking that maybe I shouldn't sing anymore since I just do not really compare to Apollo Granforte, who is the singer of my dreams. <laughs> I could let my perfectionist side start taking over and getting frustrated if things aren't going well. And I'd freak out if I was sick or if my voice wasn't growing fast enough or if auditions didn't go well or whatever. But I am right in realizing that if I want to sing at an extremely high level, that I have to learn a technique and I have to know what it sounds like. And I have to know all the tiny little details about it and then focus to develop those into my own voice, right? Enter Viragya. <laughs> Viragya can be described as detachment, renunciation, or even total surrender. It means that I have no expectation for results, that I can feel peace and joy because I'm not trying to control things I can't actually control, like whether I get sick or not or whether the weather happens or how quickly or how slowly my voice is developing or how other people may view me as a singer. You know, I don't get to control those aspects. And when I try to control them, it causes a lot of stress. And I recognize that there's no point in fretting about a future that doesn't exist yet or beating myself up about an imagined or kind of my imaginary story of the past that I'm telling myself. I can just totally accept the circumstances that exist right now in my world. And that gives me peace and contentment. And yes, I get to work to balance these totally opposite forces in my voice every day as I practice. But it sounds impossible, right? <laughs> Maybe you remember thinking the same thing when you were developing your voice and learned about chiaroscuro. Um, you, you mean I'm supposed to have like an open and dark sound and also clear and bright, but my vowels feel muddy, but then they feel kind of squeezy and pinched and I can't seem to really get my throat open and have, I just, uh, uh, it's impossible. You might have screamed at some point during a practice session or maybe during a lesson, <laughs> even if it was just silently in your brain, like, ah, I can't do this. All I'm trying to say is that we are used to dealing with opposing forces like this in the world. We're not always very comfortable at accepting them into our lives, but they exist everywhere. Okay, we may maybe just don't always notice them. But in my experience, the more I embrace the duality of these situations, the more I really can discover joy. If I think that life should always be black and white, then I will always be frustrated when it doesn't live up to my expectation. It's yin and yang. There's a little bit of black in the white, a little bit of white in the black, and these two come together to create a whole. And Eckhart Tolle calls this conundrum with effort and acceptance. He calls it the balance of doing and being. He means that it's great for you to plan and put forth effort, but just know that there will always be circumstances you cannot control, and accepting that in the now is a powerful choice you can always make. And this is why I feel like 
I can listen to a motivational speaker like Tony Robbins. I actually haven't listened to a lot of him. I just kind of know that's what people say. (laughs) But Tony Robbins is like, do, do, do. And then I can turn around and listen to a mindfulness expert like Byron Katie or even Eckhart Tolle. And they just remind me to be, be, be. And that doesn't feel like an impossible dichotomy, in my opinion, just because I've been practicing it for a while now. It feels like the windows of possibility have opened to me because I can work on my goals and my dreams and also love who I am and love what I have right now. It's like double the joy and way less stress. So I have another client who is primarily a vocal student of mine, and I try to offer mindfulness techniques to my voice students as well. And he has really picked up on the perfectionist side of singing, and you can see it and hear it in his voice. His shoulders are always tight in his neck, and you can imagine how the voice can get constricted and tight when there's all this um, like worry and stress. And all of his efforts are actually getting in the way of him doing his best. But if... And I'm like, if you could just relax a little bit physically and emotionally, you'd actually have more stress, more success and and more joy along the journey. And so I try to help him with this and give him thoughts about loving and accepting himself or who he is right now. And and he somehow always deflects these thoughts and is like, sure, okay, that's great. But I just have to get this technique. It's just so important so that I can be as great as such a, such a singer. <laughs> and it's just like the overachiever girl, the business owner, and the girl who can't get her habits down. Oh, my gosh, I'm just going to ignore myself and ignore it hard enough and do more work, and then everything will be solved. And I think, I hope by now that as you're listening to this, that you'll agree that doing isn't always the answer. It is part of the answer, but if you only do, then the yin is missing its yang. The abhyasa is missing its viragya. The Tony Robbins is missing the Byron Katie. So my advice to you today is take some time to love on yourself. Embrace everything that is currently happening in your life. Then listen to the last two episodes where we set about to make plans for your future. Do the things that are important to you and do them mindfully. Stop ignoring your feelings, embrace them, and that will be a key to even more joy and satisfaction in your labors. So stop waiting in the wings, my friends. You are powerful. Let's reclaim that power in your life. Go out and take the stage in Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 